So I'm back after a week hiatus, and apparently it was a fun week, leading all the way up into Saturday with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. Okay, let's break this down. The Senate voted to confirm him 50 to 48. That's, that's fantastic. And I, I'm being dead serious. I'm not, I'm not being facetious. That is fantastic. Because what it shows is that the Senate has voted to uphold the concept of due process and innocent until proven guilty. And they did not let uncorroborated, unsubstantiated allegations against him ruin his chances at the Supreme Court. Now, the left lost their mind, which is to be expected they didn't lose their minds all the time, they wouldn't have anything to do with their lives. And they were over beating on the Supreme Court building, the doors of the Supreme Court building. I don't know what they were doing way over there, considering the Senate vote happens in the Senate building, but, you know, whatever floats their unemployed boats. You know, I... <laughs> and it produced some of the most glorious, some of the most fantastically stupid things that I, I, we've seen this year. First of which comes from, let me find it, Ken Delanian over at NBC. And he tweeted out, It may not happen in our lifetimes, but the idea that North Dakota and New York get the same representation in the Senate has to change. Senators representing less than half the U.S. are about to confirm a nominee opposed by most Americans. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the entire purpose of each state getting two senators. They get equal representation in the Senate so that the big, the big population areas aren't calling all the shots for the little population areas. Sorry, I'm a little congested, so bear with me. Did he not take history or civics or government in class to understand how exactly that all works? Seriously. Senators representing less than half the U.S. population are about to confirm a nominee opposed by most Americans. Okay, Ken, here's a hard truth you may have, your, have a hard time wrapping your head around. Most Americans didn't care about the nomination. Most Americans haven't cared about any of the nominations in the past. They just don't. They have, they have their own lives they're living. They're going on through their day-to-day -day day -day routine. They don't care about what happens in D.C. And that's part of the reason we're, we're, we're in the mess with D.C. that we are. The only people who cared about the nomination were the people on the right who were paying attention and wanted to see innocent until proven guilty. They, they cared about due process being held. And the left, who most of which were paid to go cause chaos, Well, I mean, 
most of them would do it for free. Because they're all psychopaths. But here's, here's one of the biggest things that people, that a lot of people on the left have been failing to understand. And that is, innocent until proven guilty, that concept is so, so important that it has to be maintained across the board. All right. Take, take CPS, for example, and their system of anonymous reporting. It's stupid. You should not be able to anonymously report somebody to CPS because what you're doing is you are making an anonymous accusation to a state agency, to the state itself about somebody, and then the state comes in and then tells that the person who's accused, well, we can't tell you who reported you. It's anonymous. Okay, well, because a state entity is involved, it then becomes depriving that person of, the, of their right to face their accuser. Because they can't go back and sue them later. You know, and I, I, I understand the, the whole safety aspect of anonymous reporting. Well, we don't want somebody to get mad at somebody else for reporting them and go and, and retaliate against them. Look, if you make a false out, if you make a false accusation against somebody with CPS, or you, it may not be false in your mind, but maybe you just didn't agree with something they were doing, even if it was completely harmless, like homeschooling. Yeah, CPS has been calling on people in the past for homeschooling. So, even something as simple as that. You know what? If that person wants to track you down and beat your ass, it's on you. But if a, but the only reason you should be reporting somebody to CPS is if that situation is just so horrendous, it's so terrible, that it, that it justifies reporting them to CPS... You better be willing to attach your name and credibility to it. And if you're not, then you either need to just move on or you need to grow a pair. That's... Ugh. That's that broad stroke of, of due process. That, that needs to be maintained. Because if you start chipping away due process in one area, like innocent until proven guilty, then the left is going to start chipping away at other areas, like getting to face your accuser. And that's exactly part of the whole Kavanaugh hearings, this whole circus that went on, was Judge Kavanaugh was being accused of something, but he wasn't being allowed to face his accuser. So, he was guilty until proven innocent, and he, couldn't, he wasn't allowed to face his accuser. Those two things kind of go hand in hand, because how are you supposed to defend your innocence if you can't face that accuser? 
if you can't hear what they're saying about you and refute it. So due process itself, the everything enshrined, everything that's packaged into due process, it has to be maintained in a broad stroke. It, it, it has to be the same everywhere. We don't get to pick and choose when it applies and when it doesn't. And I know, I know, but David, David, that was, that was just a job interview. It wasn't, it wasn't a court of law. Well, you, you're, you're not exactly wrong. It was a job interview in, in a sense. Um, but it's, Actually, it was actually called an advice and consent hearing. And it's, given its importance, it's a little more than just a job interview. But you're not wrong. At its, at its core concept, it, it is a, basically a job interview. However, it is, it is, an, it is an, a job interview of such importance that we, we have to, we have to be even more careful with it. Oh, I'm ready for these allergies to go away. I have been dying. Well, we'll move on from, from Kavanaugh. There's something else I want to share with y'all that is just... It really does display the just how far our higher academic realm has fallen. And that is summed up so beautifully in in this right here. So apparently Steven Crowder was at TCU and he set up shop on the public sidewalk across the road from the, from the college with one of his Change My Mind tables. Now, anyone who's ever watched one of his Change My Mind segments knows that he doesn't just grab people and force them to sit down. He, he doesn't like just snatch them off the street and force them to have a conversation with him. He just sets his table up and then he sits there. And it, this, the whole change my mind thing has produced some of the greatest memes we've seen on the internet so far. But this is from TCU. This is on their Twitter page. Today, and this is from October 1st, so keep that in mind. Today, Steven Crowder chose to challenge our students on a public sidewalk in front of the university. While the Constitution gives him the right to express his views, the sentiments he expressed do not align with TCU's values. His views adversely affected many members of our campus community. The health and safety of the Horn Frog family is of utmost importance, and we encourage individuals to come to contact campus resources for support. And down below, they uh, down below they've got some links: counseling.tcu.edu, title9.tcu.edu, title9, which in itself has become a big joke. And I'll, I'll get into that here in a minute. 
what views, what views were he, was he expressing that, that quote? that do not align with TCU's values, that rape is bad and rape culture doesn't exist. So what are you saying, TCU? Are you saying that you approve of rape and it exists on your campus? You know what? I'll let y'all draw your own conclusions. (laughs) But they offer their students counseling and Title IX, in case the big scary Canadian frightened them. And it's, there was one lady that showed up to his booth that really just tied it all together when she started screeching at him, like just full on screaming at him, going nuts, losing her mind. And then the cops had to show up, and of course they checked his permits, they made sure he was okay to be there, and he was okay to be there because he usually... He usually keeps his stuff up to date. So TCU just just completely railroaded all their students. They really did. They they're setting their students up for failure. If when confronted with adversity, their students get to go run to the college and say, "Protect me, protect me, safe space." That's not preparing them for the real world, nor is it really giving them any room to grow as people. The whole the Half the reason college is there is to introduce people to new and even conflicting ideas and to exchange those ideas in, in order to actually make some progress in, in, in academia and in, in life in general for themselves. What, do you get, what are they going to do when they get to a job and the manager's like, tells them you need to step up your performance, you're, you're slacking. Oh my God, I can't believe you told me that. I need to report you. Okay, you're fired. Go report that. I seriously, TCU is—it's always been known as a good school, but I, I guess, I guess they. I don't know. I guess they let some retard take over running the school. I know, I know. David, David. They all have to be, whoever runs that school, the the dean, the president, whoever, it's a highly educated person. Well, that's great, but education doesn't equal intelligence. Just because you're educated doesn't mean you're smart. For the most part, it means you can memorize things really good, and you just, you, you had the work ethic to get the degree. That's about all that means. Speaking of even more lefty craziness, up in Toronto at a pro-life rally, there's a man named Jordan Hunt. Actually, I won't call him a man. There was a leftist beta male bitch named Jordan Hunt, who decided he cared about protecting women's rights and equality so much that he physically assaulted a woman to prove his point.
He, he wanted to protect equality so much that he roundhouse kicked a woman because she had a difference of opinion. Yeah. That's a leftist male for you. And no, no, and don't, don't, David, you can't conflate everybody. Don't generalize. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a lot of leftist male, males we see out there. They do this kind of crap all the time. All the time. Whether it's busting up a private business, setting cars on fire, throwing shit at police, assaulting innocent bystanders. We see violence out of the left all the time. So it is not surprising to me in the least bit that this little Marxist beta male bitch assaulted a woman because she had a different opinion. Well, old Jordan Hunt got fired from his his hairdresser job. Yep, little beta male bitch Jordan Hunt was a hairdresser. If that doesn't scream Desperate to get laid? I don't know what does. Oh, I know. I know where he... I've got it. He was trying to live out that Adam Sandler movie, Don't Mess With the Zohan, where he was a badass who could, who could roundhouse kick, and he wanted to be a hairdresser. Of course, I don't know how well that'd fit, considering most leftists hate Israelis. I might be reaching there. And... You know, one good product of all this leftist madness that's been going on, especially during these hearings, is Lindsey Graham 2.0. They've been calling him Cocaine Lindsay. Where has this Lindsey Graham been all my life? Where? Because he went from being just, well, I'll just, I'll just agree to disagree with you. To, if you don't like that I'm helping the president make the world a better place, I don't give a shit on live TV. He went to just smacking it to the Democrats all weekend, calling them on their bullcrap, calling out I am Retarticus Booker, calling out Dianne Feinstein, just absolutely wrecking them. And it's even made some great memes, right? There's the one of Lindsey Graham, and he's just walking along, and he's got his tie up, and he's just... Yeah, life's good. And you can see in the background, you know, there's two cops behind him. And then, and then this lady in the background that's just screeching and just going crazy. You know, when they when they get to screeching, it's their battle cry. It's their signal to their other hyena friends, their other vulture friends, to start circling the meal. But it's just so fantastic. He's just been bitch slapping them at every turn. 
Of course, it, it also gives us the other side of that coin, like Alyssa Milano in her, in her infinite wisdom. Remember, she's part of the elite that has to virtue signal to us poor, ignorant peasants on what we should believe. Well, she was on Fox, and the anchors asked her, you know, you know, because they, they, they brought up that a lot of people I'll agree with like Lindsey Graham and the, and the and the Republicans, and she she replies with, "Do they really, or is he using some like um, some like some cult force over them? Like um, I'm dumb and haven't had a successful film role since Charmed. Like um, I have the mental capacity of an autistic squirrel." Um, like, um, oh my God, objectification of women with all my objectifying photos I've taken in the past. I mean, seriously, you Google her? <laughs> Partially naked photos all over the internet. She shows it off for money, but don't you dare objectify her. Only she can objectify her. It's that... That moving goalpost, we finally catch up to one, and they take off with it. It, it, there's never any consistency with them at all. You know, on the whole rape culture thing, I didn't believe in rape culture at first, but I would like to apologize and say I fully believe in rape culture in Hollywood. Rape culture is rampant in Hollywood. Those stars knew about about uh, Harvey Weinstein for decades, and they did nothing until it got dragged in the limelight, and they had their opportunity to grandstand and virtue signal. But I guarantee, had it not come forward, had it not been exposed, they'd still be supporting him 100%. They'd still be right there involved with it and I guarantee they still are they are probably still raping the crap out of each other in Hollywood because they don't have a moral compass they took morality and they chucked it out the window in the 60s and they've spent the last 50 years now just continuously chipping away at it chipping chipping away at every aspect of American society that made us the country we are today I know, I know. Don't, don't, don't sit here and say, well, David's obviously agreeing with slavery. No, I don't. I find it disgusting. In fact, I find the slavery that still goes on in most of the world disgusting today. Like all the black men that are being sold for 400 bucks a piece over in Africa right now. But hey, it's none of my business. I need to stay over here and keep my white privilege to myself. But they, they did that. Once the 60s hit, we had the whole sexual revolution, the hippie movement. And instead of, you know, be a, be a good, productive citizen for your country and for your society, be a good neighbor. It turned into, hey man, I'm not going to shower for a week. I'm just going to do LSD and sleep around, man. That'll, 
That'll show the government how serious I am, man. Man, I've been sleeping with all the nasty, unshowered women with body hair for a week now, man. Oh, shit, man. I got AIDS. That really sucks, man. They, they took the whole virtue. They took morality. They took just basic human ethics and they tossed them out the window and then they went and they got themselves a sledgehammer and they started hammering away at other other societal institutions that are necessary for a healthy and properly functioning society sexual things like sexual boundaries there's no more rules to to sex anymore we plaster it up everywhere you, you go into any big city and you look at the billboards in that city and it's Victoria's Secret, it's sex toys, it's strip clubs. Seriously. We, 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 we plaster it all over the TV. And we shove it in people's faces and children are exposed to it. And then it gets normalized in their minds. It get, they get desensitized to it. And then when they get to their teen years and they don't have any respect for women, and you're sitting there like, oh, where did we go wrong as a society? Why don't these young men respect women? I don't know. Maybe because nobody on TV respected women. Maybe because nobody, the women on TV didn't respect themselves. Maybe it's because certain Hollywood actors go and take lewd friggin' lewd pictures of themselves and post them up online. For every young, every young male mind to see, and then they're sitting there like, oh, I don't know why these young men don't respect women. Because you've taught them not to. And as parents are sitting there, knowing our kids are getting bombarded by all this crap on a daily basis, and we don't know how to fight it, because we can't just completely cut them off, then they won't grow up learning how to live in the world how to operate within the world and within society. <laughs> so you took sexual morality and you threw it out the window because you didn't like the restrictions it placed, like no sex before marriage and no having kids outside of marriage. But now we have, now we have a 70% fatherlessness rate in certain demographics. When we have an increasing fatherlessness rate in every other demographic, we have crime on the rise because these young children out here don't have fathers to teach them discipline and respect. We have a, a massive welfare system that says, you don't need a husband, you don't need a father, the government will take care of you. And you wonder why we are where we are today. Oh my God, David hates the social programs. He wants to take it away from the poor people. Yes and no. Yes and no. I don't hate it. I don't want to take it away from the poor people. I want to take it away from the people who just abuse it instead of go out and getting a job. I want to take it away from the people that are picking up a welfare check and they're shiny brand new car with their designer clothing and the hair done up fancy. That's who I want to take it away from. Well, you just don't understand their life circumstances. 
you're right, I don't. But that doesn't mean I should still have to subsidize their weird life choices or their poor life choices or their lack of life choices with my money. Boy, I just go down rabbit holes, don't I? I just, I see one and I'm like, oh, I gotta go down that one. I gotta go down that one. I gotta go down that one. It's like a, it's like a, I'm like a, I feel like a pinball sometimes. You just wind me up. Bing, 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 bing. That's how I feel sometimes. I just, my brain's just in like a million different directions. I'm not even caffeinated yet this morning. I'm, I'm running on sheer willpower. <laughs> Conservatives, please. Republicans, please. Libertarians. Pick a side, Libertarians. Oh my God. No, the Republican Party's not perfect. But it's the best defense we have against the Democrats right now. And if they're pulling this kind of crap just trying to get power back, imagine what they're going to do when they, when they actually get that power back. Imagine how much worse it's going to be. Picture that, libertarians. Get to the polls, people. We need a red. We, they, they're like, oh, our blue wave. No, we need to make their blue wave a little drop in the blue water of the Portageon. We need like a like a red tsunami, a red tidal wave, like a red hurricane, a red meteor striking the earth. Because they are throwing, they're trying to throw away every institution we have ever held dearly. Because the left hates freedom. The left hates hates, absolutely hates, the fact that you get to decide your own life, the fact that you control your own life. They despise that. It sickens them. The fact that they don't have power over you, they despise it. And, and they, use, they, they claim to be fighting the fascists, but they're using fascist techniques. You know what? I know a lot of people sit there and they, they take the political spectrum and they stick it on a bar like this. And over here you have communism, over here you have like anarchy, fascism. No, 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 no. No, no. Fascism and communism, while they operate differently, still have the same end result. And that is no freedom for the individual. There's a great video, I, I shared it on my Facebook yesterday that pretty much sums it up. And the guy was like, you know, he took the spectrum, the political spectrum, and he, he kind of tossed it out the window. And then he gave this, this, you know, this slope from total government down to no government. And the way he summed it up was much, much better than anything I've seen on college campuses these days. Because fascism and, 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 and communism, they're the same thing. At the end of the day, they're the same thing. They produce the same end result. And that is an overpowered government where the individual has no freedom and you're pretty much a slave. 
course, total anarchy ain't good either. There, we need some government. Uh, I believe in having some government, just a much smaller one than we have now. But these leftists want to control your life. They sit there screeching, Oh my God, Republicans are trying to control what I do in my bedroom. Well, I mean, yeah. Because you kind of, you're, you're kind of making such a big deal out of it and you're kind of demanding taxpayer funding of it. You know, it's, it's like the whole abortion thing. You know, government should stay out of my vagina. Okay, then stop trying to get the government to subsidize it. There's, there's, giving, there, there's no getting your cake and eating it too with the government. Once you allow the government in and you give them control over something, or they give you an incentive for something, like they give you that taxpayer funding, they own you. The government giveth, the government taketh away. If the government's going to be funding, if the government's going to use taxpayer money to fund abortions, then the government also gets a say in how it's done, when it's done, why it's done. That's the nature of the governmental beast. That's how that works. You don't get to sit there, demand money from the government, taxpayer money from the government, and then try to dictate the terms of how that money is going to be given to you and what it's going to be given to you for. You don't get to do that because the government, especially a government as massive as ours, that's just not how they play. Whenever the state, whenever one of the states gets a subsidy from the government, gets a grant, gets a, you know, anything of that nature, a lot of times there's strings attached to it, and the government gets to come in and determine how that grant's used. It's, it's quid pro quo. Quid, quid pro quo agent styling. Of course, the left can't understand this because they lack even the most basic understanding of government function or civics or anything of that nature. They don't, they don't study history. They don't care to. They, they have their version. They have their version of, of what is true and what is fact. It doesn't line up with actual history or actual fact, but if you say otherwise... You're stupid. You're ignorant. You're bigoted. You bigoted bastards. On a side note, I do think that Brett Kavanaugh's wife should sue the ever-loving, just, just sue Christine Ford under a bridge. Because all of a sudden now, she's no longer pursuing allegations against Kavanaugh. Shocker. They lost. They're moving on to the next victim. She's, gonna, she's just taking all her GoFundMe money and she's slithering off. His wife should come back and sue Ford, Swetnick, Ramirez, Feinstein, Avenatti, the creepy porn lawyer. She should... She should sue all of them. Just drag their ass to court 
and take everything they have. Oh my god, David's wanting people to sue rape victims. Well, until I see some actual hard evidence, not, not hearsay, not circumstantial evidence, not he, you know, not, not, not the he, he should, he said, she said game, but actual hard evidence. Yep, I sure am. I mean, it doesn't, none of how this went down doesn't seem shady to anybody else. It looked shady to me from the beginning, just for the simple fact that Feinstein waited until, like, right at the last minute to dump these allegations out. To me, when a politician does that, it means that they're just, they're playing a game. And they're not actually trying to affect anything. They're just, they're not, they're not trying to affect any positive change. They're just playing a game to get their way. Had she gone, had Ford initially gone to law enforcement, had she gone to the police, I'd have said, oh, whoa, 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 okay now. Let's, let's hear something, you know. Let's, let's find out what's going on here. But the fact that she went to her congressman after she went to a newspaper, and that congressman held on to that information for like, what, eight weeks, and then dumped it out at the 11th hour, then none of that sat well with me, and I, I know that Democrats are shady, skeezy liars to begin with. Even more so than Republicans, Democrats are, Democrats are slimy. And if they can't lie to you, they'll lie about you. So I mean. There's that. Well, that's all I've got for this morning. I will see y'all back Wednesday. Don't forget to find us on reticlemedia.com, here on Facebook, and over over at Twitter. I've been getting a little more into Twitter. It's still a crap show, but I figure I'll I'll mess around on there until I get banned. So I will uh I will see you on Wednesday.